We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. I wanted you to rest in that moment and wait. Today I want to talk about sounds like Christmas. How many of you love it when they start playing the Christmas music on the radio station? Yeah. And you turn it on in your car, you got it on at the house, you, you got your Google, your Alexa, whatever, playing it, you got it on your phone, you change all the ringtones on your phone. Why? Because it's Christmas time. Now, last night, somebody dialed my wife's phone during the practice time a little bit before, and I did not know this either till last night, but her ringtone for me is Santa Baby. <laughs> somebody said something. I said, don't be a hater. It's all good. It's all good. I love everything about Christmas. How many of you love Christmas music? Man, wonderful stuff. And so this morning, I brought a few clips of some Christmas songs with me. And so uh, listen to this first one and see what you think about it. It sounds like Christmas. Not a lot of fighting and bickering and all this going on. I brought another song that I love. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There will be much mistletoe and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. All the most wonderful time of the year. Song I brought with me this morning. You ready? Here's another one. I love this song. This song. I'll be home for Christmas. I love that song. So I got one more song that I love for Christmas. You ready? Here we go. Come, they told me, that one does and for years my kids and my wife have said what's wrong with that song I said I don't know it just goes on and on and on forever and all these people are bringing stuff and I'm like just stop it but then I started thinking about it. it's got a good message 
And it's got a good beat, right? Drummer boys. Yeah. And I started thinking about beats. I started thinking about the sounds of Christmas. And Christmas has a, a beat to it. For some people, it gets on their nerves. Some people are bah humbugging everything. They're grinching it out this holiday season. Then I started thinking about this beat. Our lives revolve around sound. Our lives revolve around beats. And, and music is a powerful, powerful thing. I have seen music drastically change other people and myself. I have seen people who are in a really bad mood. All of a sudden their favorite song comes on. Maybe it's Mariah Carey singing that wonderful Christmas song and, and they get in a better mood. I have seen people uh, who are all of a sudden kind of down and out get upbeat. And then I have seen it affect people. Do you know why stores play music in them? It's not because it just sounds good. They play music to affect you. You may be coming in the store and you're fighting with your kids or you're fighting with your husband or you're fighting with your wife or whatever it is and you've got this hustle bustle of Christmas going on and then all of a sudden you walk in the store and they got some slow music playing. It will change you. It will affect you. It will cause you because the beat slows down, you will start walking slower. Yeah. And your heartbeat will slow down. Because the beat of the music slows you down. And you will go in and you will all of a sudden be in the mood for buying. Yeah. And you will buy stuff you planned on buying. And then you will buy stuff you didn't even plan on buying. Why? Because, hey, I'm relaxed. I'm more at peace. I'm not going to and fro. I don't know why we fro at Christmas. But there's a lot of froing going on at Christmas, you know, a lot of froing. But I've seen it affect people. I've seen it affect their heartbeat, their faces, and I've even seen it affect the way they walk. No. Oh, yeah. You ever seen people just walking? And all of a sudden they're slowing down. Then I've seen some people start walking with. Then I've seen people like broke, like something broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, something broke. The pimp went going on. Because of the beat, because of the sound. I mean, it changes, it affects them, and music is a powerful thing. It changes the way we're thinking, it changes the way we're walking. And maybe there's some of you here today that this is your first Christmas after you've lost a loved one. And I understand that. And man, it's just horrific, Pastor. Listen, I've been there. Maybe some of you, and this is your first Christmas after a really bad divorce. Maybe this is your first Christmas and you're dealing with depression for the first time. Maybe some of you are here and you're singing the blues this Christmas. You don't want to hear anything happy. You don't want to hear anything joyful. I don't want joy to the world and peace on earth. I don't want that. I need to hear some blues music. I need to cry a lot. Yeah. Well, music can change you, the beat of it. So today I brought something that some of you, most of you will know about. This little box is called a metronome. How many know what a metronome is? Yeah. 
A metronome determines in music the beats per minute. And so what happens is, if you have a song that's pretty slow, you will uh, set this metronome and it'll start doing this. And so that's the beat for that song. And that's what you want to keep, the same tempo at the same beat throughout the entire song. But then another song may have a, uh, more beats per minute. So you move it down. And you got to keep it that pace. Yeah. Everybody do that. Come on. It's all right. Yeah. A little swaying, a little swagging. And then you got a faster song. Got to get after it. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Peace on earth. Got to get after it. Why? Because that's the tempo and the beat of the song. Now the word metronome in the Greek, metron means to manage. Nemo, nemo means I lead. I lead. I manage. So what the metronome does is it manages the beats per minute. It manages the tip of the song. It manages how it goes. And it leads. It leads. I have seen a lot of people saying, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the metronome. I've had some musicians through the years that just wouldn't pay attention to the metronome. Let's say the metronome says 78 beats per minute, and they're going, no, I kind of like this song at 120 beats per minute. Well, guess what? All the words are not going to fit because that is not the tempo of the song. I have seen some people who want to take a fast song and make it slower. And then, you know what I've seen? I've heard a lot of real musicians, the real creative musicians, they will take the metronome and they want to throw it out the window. Because it limits my creative ability. Why? Because I do not want to submit the leading to this. I want to lead myself. And I have found that people do the same thing. God has a beat of life. God has a rhythm. God has a sound like Christmas. And other people are going... I don't want to be led by God. I want to manage metron. I want to lead Nemo myself. I don't want anybody else telling me how I'm supposed to walk. I want to walk at my own pace. I want to go throwing. I'm not going to have anybody slow me down. I want to go throwing. Maybe God says, hey, you need to slow it down a little bit. Don't be so hurried and don't be so hustled. Enjoy the peace on earth. Now, I'm going to walk how I want to. I'm going to manage myself. I'm going to lead the way I want to lead. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me how I'm supposed to talk either. I'm going to talk the way I want to talk and I don't care what anybody else says because I will not be managed. I will not be led by anybody else. I am my own person. I will not be told how to think. I'm going to think however I want to think. I do not want to be led by anything or anyone in my thinking. And so I found that people who lead and manage their own lives, who, who walk and talk and do their own thing, and they do all their own thinking, I have found, you know what? They're out of beat with God. Everything God does has a beat to it. We have seasons that change to the beat of God. 
God has this thing figured out. He set it in motion. He put a beat to it. And, and there's winter and spring and summer and fall because it all has a beat to it. The earth itself is put into motion and spinning. And because of that, we have the moon and the tides and all of that. It has a rhythm to it. It has a motion to it. It has a way to stay in time with it. You see, everything that God does has a beat to it. I found that young musicians who are learning how to play instruments at one time or another will detest, will hate the metronome because it is so hard to stay in the right time. And with music and the timing, you have all kinds of notes I mean, you have uh, 30 seconds, 16ths, you have eights and quarters and, and half notes, and then you have the whole note, and then you have things that are called rest. That's why I wanted you to rest in the beginning, rest. Rest means don't do anything, zero, nothing. And then there's dynamics built into the music to where you crescendo, you get strong and big. Then you day crescendo where you bring it back. You pianissimo, shh, softly, quietly, pianissimo. And then you do strong and bold, fortissimo. And there's dynamics. One year we, uh, we took our choir that we had in Texas to this great town called Marshall, Texas. It was just up the road from our church, about 30 miles away. And so we took all our choir because, I tell you what, if you've never been to Marshall, Texas in the month of December, you got to go. It is a spectacle. Every place in town is decorated beyond imagination. It is so decorated, the whole town, because even the city government, all the mayors, all the people there, the electrical company, everybody, they will give free lights to everybody if you put them up. Isn't that a great deal? And for the month of December, you don't get an electric bill. The whole town goes crazy for Christmas. It's awesome. And there are people there from all over the world. There are bus tours going on around the square. they got singing Christmas trees. They've got ice skating. I mean, it's wassailing. I mean, you can go wassailing all you want to. It's awesome. So we took our choir up there because on one of the squares there, there's a church that does a live presentation of Handel's Messiah. Now, some of you may go, it's Handel's Messiah, whichever way you want to go. But what happens is they have professional paid vocalists and musicians and then to do all the solos. But then when you come in, they'll ask you, are you soprano, alto, tenor, or bass? And so they'll give you the music and you sit in soprano, alto, tenor, and bass sections. And it's wonderful because now you become the choir. And so we were doing great, man. All of, I was in the tenor section. All of the guys from our choir, we were belting it out. We were, we were being fortissimo when it was time. And we were pianissimo when it was time. And, and we were doing everything great. However, on the big finale, the hallelujah chorus. I mean, it's the big ending. And you're doing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, it's going, man, everybody. It's, it's powerful. It's awesome. But before the very last hallelujah, there is a rest. We were doing great. 
The whole church was excited. Everything was coming to the big finale, the big crescendo. And everybody got to the last hallelujah. And everybody rested but one person. <laughs> one person. And that one person happened to be a man in our choir. So when it was dead silence, hallelujah, there was one. Ha! Yeah. The, it was like the whole church. Because you have just desecrated Handel's Messiah. This is holy ground we're on. We all acted like we don't know him. <laughs> I'm telling you 100% truth. We all turned our backs. He hung his head in shame, which he should have. <laughs> we get outside, we're going, man, what were you thinking? He said, I got caught up. I got so caught up that, that for a moment I didn't think. And that's what happens to people who don't stay with the beat. Who don't understand the timing of life. All of a sudden you're not going with the beat, the timing that, 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 that the church is going with, that the Holy Spirit's going with. And all of a sudden, guess what? You do a solo. I'm just going to do a solo. I mean, what about if I praise and worship this morning, if all of a sudden the drummer just decides, I'm tired of this slow song. I'm done with this slow stuff. I'm going to just do wipe out. Do my own thing. Wouldn't have worked out so well with I'm going to go 120, 144. I'm going to go 204 metronome. No, no, no. You got to stay in. Why? Because it all works together. So let me see how good you are today. I want you to follow me. You ready? Okay. Do this. Stop. Rest. You need some direction. Okay, I'll do it again, then I'll point at you, okay? I'll do one, two, three, four. Okay, you ready? One, two, three, four. Very good. One, two, three, four. Very good. You ready? One, two, three, four. Awesome. All right, now you got the kind of guys. Here we go. You ready? One, two, three, four. yourselves a big hand. Yeah. Well, it's fun when we do it all together, right? You look around at your name and go, hey, we're not so bad for a bunch of white folks in here. <laughs> not so bad for a multicultural church. Not so bad. We got white, browns, yellows, reds, all the colors are here. We're not too bad. We did good. Staying together in unity 
and in unison and nobody decides I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to play solo. No. I found that God has a beat and that the enemy has a beat. And the enemy wants to get you so hurried and flustered and God says, hey, wait a minute, peace on earth. You see, when Malachi was pinning his letters and writing down what the Spirit told him, and when he wrote down the last word, silence fell upon the earth. And for 400 years, there was silence. There was no beat. There was no sound. There was nothing. But in the middle of that silence for 400 years, you heard a beat. What's that? We haven't heard anything for 400 years. What is that beat? You know what that is? It's the beat of Bethlehem. It's God's heart beginning to beat for you. It is God's heart beginning to say to you, this is the sound of Christmas. This is the pace I want you to live at. This is the beat that I want in your life. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says this, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. When what? The set time. The timing of God. God initiated his metronome. God said it's been silent for 400 years and now I want the whole world to hear this sound of my heart for you. The versions that I've read other than one is the, the, the fullness of time has come. The right time has come. You see, I don't always understand the timing of God. I don't know why, but some theologians will tell us that, well, it was because of the Roman road system. Everything was set up just right so travel would be made easy and that's how the gospel would be spread. Some theologians think it's because of the language that was being spoken at the time. Most people spoke the same language at that time. But there were other languages, but it was the right time. And for the right time, God says, I'm going to let my heartbeat be heard among you. And I found that God is a really big God when it comes to timing. When it comes to the timing of life and the heartbeat that He wants you to hear. And I've always found that God is a right now God. He never says, well, don't do it today, put it off to tomorrow. He never says, well, I want you to focus on yesterday. No, he's a God that says these words that Paul wrote down. He says, I want you to forget your past and look forward to the future. And some of us get hung up in the timing of our past. I want to stay over here because this is where I want to be. God says, no, this is not the right time for this. I want you to be in the timing over here because the timing is the present. And I talked about it last week. We need to have our presence in His presence, right? God's a right now God. He said, I am the I am God. God is. And we get caught up with the past. We get caught up with the future. Well, what about this? And what if this happens? And, what? and God's going, don't worry about tomorrow. 
Today has enough trouble on its own. Stay present. Hear the beat of your life for today. I will give you the right timing on how to walk and I will help you to say the things you need to say and think the way you need to think if you let me lead. Sometimes we don't want God to lead. As a matter of fact, I'm finding that in our culture today, most people are not wanting God to lead. They're saying, God, get out of my way. God, I don't want you to have any part of my life. I want to do it all myself. Galatians chapter 4 verse 5, the very next verse says this. He's come at the right time. Why? To redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. That we might receive. In my message last week, I talked about it. When you are given a gift, you have two choices. You can accept the gift or you can reject the gift. There's no in-betweens. Christ said, I, I, I've come that you might have life, and I want to give you this gift. But we just are still in the place of might receiving it. You see, God has given us a free will. We, he's not forcing it upon us. He gives us the choice to receive it or not to receive it. So he puts in there that we might receive. So it's available. You just have to receive it. You have to let God become your metronome. You have to let God be the manager and the leader of your life. And then it says, what are we receiving? Adoption. Adoption into the sonship of God. Now you've got to understand at the time this was written, this is powerful. This ought to make you shout in just a minute. This ought to make you clap. Might make some of you jump up out of your seats. I don't know. But here's the deal. If you had a biological son or daughter in this culture, you could disown them. You could write them out of your wills. You could write them out of your family. Remember the prodigal son? Most families would have just said, he is not my son anymore. And you could do that in that culture. But when you choose to adopt a child, a son or a daughter, it is impossible possible for you to disown a child that is adopted. Now is the time to give God praise. Now is the time not to rest. Now is the time to begin to shout. Just come on church. You cannot. Oh come on. You cannot be disowned by God. And the enemy will come in and lie to you. Well, you were adopted, so he's now kicked you out. You really weren't a child. No, God has chosen you. You're my child, you're my son, you're my daughter. And by laws of that time and by laws of today, according to God's word, you cannot be disowned by God. Hallelujah. Man, when I was studying this, I'd be like, thank you, God. Open the eyes of our understanding today. We cannot be disowned. We are your child. You have adopted us. You've made us heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You have said you are my child. I will take care of you. I'm your father. I will provide everything you need according to my riches. I will make sure that when you need healing, you will be healed. I'm going to touch you. You're my child. I'm going to watch over you. Wow. I just got so happy in my office. Thank you, God. 
the lies of the enemy tells us that we are not loved, that, that we are not cared for, that, that when we're going through the hard times, you've abandoned us, you've forsaken us, that we don't feel you. What a lie from the pit of hell. Remember the sermon I told you? You cannot get any closer to God because God is already in you. And you are in Christ and you are one. Don't forget this. You cannot be disowned. And God wants to change the beat of your heart. God wants to change the pace of your life. Your life is now, because we are Christ followers, because we are born again believers, have you ever noticed how we're at a different beat with the world? Yeah. We live different. We walk different. We talk different. And if we don't, there's a problem with our heartbeat. Amen. I've had people telling me today, well, I can't tell the difference between believers and non-believers. Well, you should. Well, come on, just tell me the word. There should be a difference between light and darkness. There should be a difference between saved and unsaved. We think different. We walk different. We talk different. We, we come to different decisions. We make different choices. Why? Because God is managing our life. God is leading the pace of our life. I love this verse in Galatians 5.25. It says this, Since we live by the Spirit, aren't you glad you live by the Spirit, not by the flesh? Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step. Stay in the right beat. It's a dancing term. Staying in the right step. Staying in the right dance. Dance with the Holy... When the Holy Spirit moves this way, you move. When the Holy Spirit stops, you stop. When the Holy Spirit leads over here, guess what? You're not the one leading. Amen. It's bad when two people are dancing and they both want to lead. That just becomes wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dancing. Yeah. You ever seen two people want to lead? It's ugly. Yeah. There has to be one that's leading and one that's following. And if you decide to lead, guess what? Nobody's following. You're doing a solo. You're doing things all by yourself. And I want to tell you what. Your life will be out of beat with God's heart. It will go against what God wants to lead in your life. We've got to dance to the same beat. We've got to hear the same sounds. We've got to let God lead. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, For in the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now, when is the time? Now is the time of God's favor. And now is the day of salvation. When does God want us to deal with life? Right now. Some people are procrastinators. It's always the wrong time. I love that God understands time even though He is not confined to time. He sees Alpha, He sees Omega. He sees the beginning, He sees the end. And all we see is our little day, every day of life. And God sees everything and how He needs to lead us and how He needs to manage our life. When, when I look back over my life, I look back over Sandy's and our kids' life, I see how God was managing and leading us to where we are at the right place at the right time. Isn't that a wonderful thing? When you realize you are at the right time and at the right place for God to do something incredible in your life. Timing. Being on beat. Being strong and loud when you need to be. Being quiet when you need to be. 
being strong. And then at times, God says, I need you to rest. Just rest in me. Because when you're resting, I will give you strength. I'm managing your life. I'm managing your stress. I'm, I'm managing your ability to get through the day. Rest in me. Wow. Isn't that awesome just to take a moment and you just let your spirit rest in the presence of an almighty God. Because in your day, the enemy may be coming in and going, man, you got to fro, you got to fro, you got to go to and fro, you got to be froing. And all of a sudden God says, I want you to take a moment, take a deep breath. Because I came to bring you joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And I came to give you peace that surpasseth all understanding. You see, Christmas is about the sound of God's heartbeat. It is about the sound of God leading and managing you through this maze called life. And God is always about right now. So in the service this morning, what do you think God is concerned about in your life? Is He concerned about yesterday? Is He concerned about tomorrow? Is He concerned about even the moment that we dismiss this service? No. God is concerned about right now. Right now in your heart of hearts. Is it sounding like Christmas? Is it making you feel warm and protected? You see, because when I hear Bean Crosby or the others sing those great songs, because that's what I grew up with. Man, it just makes me feel like now it's Christmas. When I hear them sing, I'll be home for Christmas, it just brings back all those great comforting memories and thoughts that make it Christmas. This morning I walked down our hallway. We have this room set up, Christmas tree and stuff all in there. My wife has villages. On the, you know, I mean, Christmas just exploded in that room. But I walked by and I saw both my grandchildren in there and they were adjusting their ornaments on the tree. And they were just a-talking. Oh, this ornament. Oh, yeah. Nani says this and this and this and this ornament. Oh, I remember when we got this ornament and we put it on. And I'm like, man, that's the sounds of Christmas. That's what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, family. And we are the family of God. And we ought to all have. God managing our life. God leading our life. And sometimes it is, man, it's 180 metronomes per minute. I mean, just boom, you're going after it. And sometimes it slows it down. Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, you know what? Rest in me. Why? Because God is always about right now. Right now. And some of you may be here and you're going through the worst Christmas ever. On the outside. On the outside. But on the inside, God can still speak and bring you rest and hope. Hope. I found that hope is one of the greatest things that I get from Christmas. 
where there was no hope from Malachi pinning that last word for 400 years, God was silent, and then all of a sudden, the sound of Christmas. There's hope. There's hope. God says, I don't want to be afar. I want to be with him. I want to be Emmanuel. God with us. The sound of a baby crying in a manger. The sound uh, uh, of the shepherds being heralded by the angels. The sounds of Christmas. The songs that were there. The music, the beat, the rhythm of the world picked up the pace and all of a sudden it's like there's hope again. There's joy. There's peace. Let us go and tell somebody. And in the church today, we, we've got too much going on to where God's not leading from the pulpits. God is not leading from the auditoriums. God is not leading in the worship. We've decided we're going to do our own thing. We're going to go solo. Yeah. Listen, we need to get back into the rhythm that God has set. And this is Christmas. This is Christ. This is the hope, the joy, the peace that we need in every life today. This is where we need people to hear the sounds of Christmas and slow down and let it affect their minds, their, their vision, their talk, their, the way they live because it's affected my life and I know it's affected yours. That's why you're here on a Sunday morning because it changed you. It made you understand that this is the heartbeat of God. And some of you today, because you've been going solo, you're going to feel beat down you're going to feel beat up why because you are off beat with God out of yeah I know we've been married for 41 years and there's been times that we've not been together you know in a marriage if you're married long enough you get out of sync with each other you get out of beat with each other. Things kind of just don't feel right. Don't, you just can't seem to get together. And then all of a sudden you get things back in rhythm and back on beat. And, it, and man, the sounds of the house change, right? Yeah, there's a lot more. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more joy in the house when mom and dad are on beat with each other. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there'll be even more joy in the house when your heart is in beat with God's heart. When you have the rhythm of God in your life. So would you stand with me this morning, PCA? Sounds of Christmas. There's no more silence. God's heart is beating for you. The Bible says that you are His heartbeat. That's why He came. He didn't come to make a big spectacle. He didn't come to make a big splash. He came in the most lowly way for you. He died on that cross for you. When his heart stopped beating on the cross, he wanted it to start beating in you. And so you'd stop going solo. Stop wanting to do things your own way. And I'll tell you, if you've done things your own way, you're going to wind up in a really bad place. I've seen people go solo. And I've seen them wind up in some really bad places. All by themselves it's like that young man I was telling you when he sang on that rest we all kind of go uh uh why because he was doing a solo when he should have been singing with the choir 
And you'll find if you go solo, people will turn their back on you. People will walk away. People will go, I don't even know them. I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand. And they'll ask you, what were you thinking? I wasn't thinking. If I had just a little bit of money for every time somebody told me that, I would be a very wealthy man today. But I've stood in the jail cells. I've been in the alcoholic and the drug addiction rehab places. I said, what happened? They go, I just wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. There's a lot of people not thinking today. There may be somebody in this room today says, Pastor, I've been going solo. And right now, my heart is not beating with God's heart. But guess what? I've got really, really good news. God can fix that in just a moment. You can get your heart beating with God's heart in just a second. It won't take long. He'll come in and He'll restart your heart. He'll get you in rhythm. And all of a sudden, instead of being alone, you've got someone who will never leave you nor forsake you. Instead of feeling like an outcast, all of a sudden you'll have a robe put upon you that says, you're my son. You'll have a ring put on your finger. And there'll be a celebration in heaven. The Bible says that all the angels begin to shout and rejoice because it sounds like Christmas in heaven. Hallelujah. It sounds like message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.